SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Busy, busy show lined up for you tonight. It was a fascinating weekend in the Absa Premiership. It's uh, Monday night, the PSL radio show at Second Jalo. I'm Brad Brown in for Dwayne DeLocca. It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. You're listening to SAFM. It is the PSL radio show, Second Jalo, and it was a fantastic and interesting weekend of domestic football. But uh, before we get into looking back at this weekend's results, big breaking news uh, this afternoon as well is that uh, Amazulu have sacked coach Steve Barker. We join now by Sokoladuma's Joe Cran. Joe, welcome on to SAFM uh, tonight. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, this time of the season, obviously, uh, it comes as a, a bit of a shock, but no real big surprise, really. I think I think whenever whenever coaches get fired in the NFD, it's, it's never too big a surprise. <laughs> there's, there's such a heavy heavy turnover of, of coaches for that. I think it's it doesn't really come as a shock anymore. I just, I just think it's a bit strange for Amazulu. I mean, they they basically waited until it was assured that they weren't going to get promoted, and then they've, they've, they've fired the bullet, so to speak. And and I think it's uh, whether they were asking a little bit too much to come straight back up again. I'm not sure, but I mean they've got a, a decent side, and obviously they're not happy with with how Steve's done this season. So. Now they're looking to get someone in, and hopefully, for their for their sake, they'll be they'll be seeking to to try and get straight back up again next year at the second time of asking. For Steve Barker, where to where to from here? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he's he's been battling relegation the last couple of years. He did it with Tux. He did it with uh, with Amazulu before they went down, and then obviously this, this season hasn't worked out as as well as he wanted. But I mean, the the, the coaching may go around in South Africa. Never stops, so um, I don't think he'll be out of, out of work for too long if he, if he is seeking to get straight back into the game again. Well, let's take a look at this past weekend's results. Uh, an interesting one, not long to go now in the season after this weekend, five fixtures left, and, and all the, the sort of chasing packs slipping up slightly. Mamelodi Sundowns picking up three points and extending their lead at the top. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's, it's obviously a mathematically only a three-horse race now. There's only Sundowns, Vits and Platinum Stars that can win the title this weekend's results meant that uh, Aces and 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 uh, and Kansas both both dropped out and Pirates dropped out last week. So, I mean, it's it's now we're getting down to the, as they say, the business end of the, the league. Um, I think with the results going this way, the way this weekend that they did, um, with Sundowns winning and Vich dropping points in a game that they probably could have had ten or twelve goals in the second half. Um, I think it obviously is the advantage Sundowns and, and Pitts will be happy going to the last five games with a little bit of breathing space. Yeah, you, you mentioned Bidvest Witt and, and the disappointing performance they put in. I mean, Gavin Hunt at the post-match press conference. I mean, he was so perplexed. He, he just, I mean, you could just see his frustration because, like you say, I mean, that could have been a cricket score. Agreed, agreed. Especially in the second half. I mean, once once these states started down to when that ten minute became a bit of a uh, a bit of a pulverizing. Really, I think I think the one thing that, that Sundowns have done well this year is that they seem to finish games early. You don't seem to see them scrapping for results where. Vitz sometimes make it hard for themselves, and I think that is one thing that's, that's been their downfall this year, because 
having to fight for 90 minutes, whereas sometimes they're getting the job done early and then sort of taking it easy towards the end of the game. I think it's helped, helped them keep a little bit fresher. Yeah, and let's talk about that Sundowns performance. You, you talk about finishing the game earlier. They, they've been clinical in a lot of their performances this weekend, and, and this, this past weekend was no different. Okay, yes, it was Jomo Cosmos, granted, not the best team on the, uh, on, on the, the pitch at the moment, but within 33 minutes, that dead was pretty much done and dusted. Two nil up, and, and they can manage, manage the rest of, uh, of the match. Yeah, and, and that's what they've done all season, and, and I think that anybody that thinks that's by fluke is a, it's probably not giving the Pizzo and the, the, the coaching team and the players enough, enough credit. I think that that is a game plan of theirs. They know that they want to challenge on all fronts. They're obviously playing in CAF, they're playing in the Medbank now. They won the Telcom earlier this season and they're challenging for the league title. And I think that they are, um, the, like I say, I think it's a game plan. I think they go out, they come out of the box, out of the box firing. They look to get the game killed off as soon as possible. And then you'll see when the second half starts, if, if they're comfortable, it doesn't take long for the subs to start coming. And then, the, the players can have a nice little breather and they can make sure that they're fresh again for the next game. But, I mean, they've, they've, I think the, the CBD with, with Castro, Billy and Delia, I think they've contributed to 24 goals between them this season now with goals and assists. So, I mean, that, that's been, the, I suppose, the, the forefront of their, their scoring expertise. But the whole team has been brilliant for some amount this year. They've just really, really done a good job so far. And, and truthfully, Joe, it's about time because <laughs> on paper they're a very good side and they have been for many seasons and they've, they've performed well below par for the last few years. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously they won it a couple of years back and, and to be honest, any other year they probably would have won it last season as well. I think you, you look at how Chiefs were last season and they, and they were unstoppable at one stage. I mean, the, the Chiefs had the game, the, the league wrapped up by sort of February. Um, so, and, and like I say, I think any other, league, any, any other year, I, I remember working out it takes, uh, takes 58 points to win the league title usually on average. Uh, and obviously that's what Sundowns have now. Um, but in recent years, it, it has gone up because of the way Chiefs were performing under Stuart Baxter. Um, they sort of raised the bar a little bit, and, and then Sundowns won it. And then, like I said last year, I think if, if Chiefs hadn't been as good as they as they were, I think Sundowns would have would have won the league. And then, and I, I think that Pitso is really getting the best out of these players now. They, mm. they seem to be a side that really know what they want and how they want to finish games and how they want to perform. And obviously, they're going to hit a couple of stumbling blocks like they did against Celtic, but. For the most part, then things have gone their way when they wanted them to. And, I mean, they had a little a sort of rough start to the season, but since they turned that around, it's just kind of been uh, onwards and upwards for that. Let's talk about the other team who lost some points uh, this weekend. Uh, Platinum Stars, they, they lost 2-0 at home to, to Super Sports United. Also one of those games that was pretty much wrapped up within the first first half hour. They'd be, they'd be disappointed that they weren't able to pick something up uh, at home. Uh, definitely. I think given, given the, their sort of form of late, I think that um, to lose the Super Sport at home by by such a scoreline, I think would have been very very dis- uh, sort of disappointing for for Kevin. Um, I mean for, for for Baxter, I mean they've now won. I think I worked out they've, they've now won as many games in the Baxter this year as they did under Gordon. And uh, and Gordon Nigerson had uh, I think eight or nine more games than, than Baxter, so um, they'll be happy with how things have gone since he came in. And they see they obviously they're up into the top eight now, which is what they're aiming for. And, I think Platinum Stars probably will get third as long as they avoid a bit of a, a capitulation now, which I think Kevin is too smart to let to let happen. I do think they'll they'll finish third, and I think that it'll be it'll be nice to see Platinum Stars heading to the CAF tournaments next year if they can if they can hold up. Looking at the the bottom half of the table, it's not looking good for Maritzburg, is it? I mean, they they really really struggling, and uh, you, you can't see them really bouncing back from from where they are at the moment. 
No, I think for, for Maritzburger, I think that result against Tux, uh, it knocked the wind out of the sails. They weren't getting some, they weren't getting bad results up until that point. They were picking up a draw here and there, and they seemed to be sort of really making a go of staying up. But like I say, I think that the Tux result knocked the wind out of the sails, and then obviously this weekend as well with uh, with the result we got we got this weekend against Aces. And then, I mean, obviously Tux, they they could have got a one, uh, sorry, could have got a win, but they uh, hadn't settled for a point, but. So the point away from home at, at Bun Celtic isn't isn't too bad when you're battling relegation. Now they've got a little bit of breathing space off the bottom of the table, so it's gonna it's getting very interesting down there. But I think that the the way that Sean Bartlett's talks have played over the last few weeks, they they seem to be finding the, the the back of the net with a little bit more ease than they used to, um, and they they seem to be the the favourites pushing on. I mean, like Cosmos are also really struggling, and I, I think um, the way we see it now is. is Probably my guess for how it's going to end with with Tux third bottom, Cosmos second bottom, and Magic uh, putting up the table. Just finally, six points the margin now between Sundowns and Vitz. It's it's highly unlikely that that Sundowns are going to blow this one. <laughs> yeah, unlikely, but not over. I think uh, for, for me as a as a as a neutral as a journalist, I, I I just really hope that it's not all done and dusted by the time the Vitz take on Sundowns for the, the second last game of the season. I think. If there's still something to play for in that game, it will make a really, really good, uh, really good match. And I think it'll take a little bit of the sting out of it if, um, if Sundowns have already won that league by that point. And, and I know for a fact that Gavin won't be too pleased about giving Sundowns a guard of honour if it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joe Craig, thank you very much for your time once again here on SFM Sports Rep. Always great to catch up and we look forward to chatting soon. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next time we, we've got a little bit more of a, a take on who's won the league and who's going down. Without a doubt. Take care, mate. Burn the Floor, the most popular dance show of them all, returns to South Africa at the Pretoria State Theatre from April 28th. Book your seats now at CompuTicket for a gloriously simple evening of theatrical high energy. This massive Broadway hit is a passionate interplay of luxurious forum and Latin American explosions. Burn the Floor, this ain't your grandma's ballroom. Well, we mentioned it on PM Live this afternoon. The gap has stretched to six points atop the absent premiership. That after Bidvest Vitz left some points on the table this past weekend, Friday night. It was a very disappointing draw uh, if you're a Vitz fan, particularly with the way the team played. Numerous opportunities, just unable to put the ball in the back of the net against Free State Stars. We join now by Coach Gavin. And Gavin, uh, you must be properly frustrated after that draw. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but look, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, you, you know, um, you didn't play great, but still we should have won the game. And um, it's one of those things, you know, I mean, you could, you could have played all night. I mean, some of the misses were, I mean, I haven't seen it for a long time in football. <laughs> Gavin, anyway. it, it, it's uh, uh, difficult. I mean, you, you, from a squad perspective, have had quite a, a tough season. Uh, if you think about some of the, the players that you don't have at your disposal, who are class-class outfits, particularly up, up front, uh, it's, you've got to make do with what you've got in the cards you're dealt, which, which hasn't made things easier for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't use that as an excuse, but it, I mean, if you, it, it is true. I mean, we've had four or five big players out the whole season. But, uh, you know, we've never put out our strongest 11. I don't think uh, maybe once this season we put out our strongest 11. We won three games in a row. <laughs> but uh, certainly from there, we haven't we haven't had our strongest 11 out. And it's been unfortunate. But 
you know, we, we maintained, uh, you know, right up there and the players who've played, you know, squad have done well. So, um, you know, but certainly we do miss the extra quality, there's no doubt. Look, looking at, at the, the state of, of the league and, and where things are at right now, six points between yourselves and, and league leaders Mamelodi Sundowns. They they put in another a clinical performance, two 0 victory this weekend. Is is this title race still alive? Uh, is it is it yours to win or theirs to lose? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it's obviously it's going to be a big ask, and they certainly going to have to really collapse and. Um, you know, we got to, and we have to win. I mean, it's not so much about what they do. I mean, it's about us. I, I think, listen, if we can achieve anything over 60 points, we've got a great season. So, you know, and we, we squeeze every ounce of blood and sweat and tears out of, of, the, out of the, the squad of players. And, um, you know, we certainly don't have nowhere near the quality that they've got, so they should be winning the league by 15 points, you know, not, not six, that's for sure. I mean, if, if the league was, was done and dusted now for this season and, and you're sitting second, would you be satisfied with what, what you guys have achieved this, this season? Yeah, well, look, I mean, you've got to look at the squad, you know, what you've got, you know, and uh, as I said, we squeezed every ounce out of this team and uh, and uh, to, to achieve two points a game that we've got so far up until this point, I mean, it's, it's been good. But now we've got to finish it off. We've got five games left. Um, let's see where we go. You know, obviously, I'm trying to get one or two back. Uh, there's one or two players that we won't see for the till end of the, you know, till at least a big portion of the season, but it's unfortunate, you know. But I think, uh, all in all, we'll just keep going and keep working and keep concentrating and do what we have to do. We, we always joke, and every time I speak to you, we, we talk about the gaps and the breaks in the season. Well, as far as the league goes, you, you've got a, a bit of a break. Next up, Supersport United. Uh, that's next week, Tuesday, uh, is your next league game. Uh, away from home, Supersport with a, with a, another win this weekend. So, I mean, you're, you're fancy your chances against them, but, uh, I mean, never never an easy easy fixture. But, obviously, you're chasing three points, and uh, if you're going to win the title, nothing less will do. Yeah, look, we can't look at who we're playing, where we're playing. We're just going to try and win the game. Um, you know, they certainly had a good win yesterday, or when I think it was yesterday. I mean, but to be fair, you know, they've got a lot of players up front who can score goals, and, and that's certainly an area where we lack, even though we have scored goals this year, but from various departments, and we certainly lacked that. Um, if you look at Saturday night's game, we, we lacked that in the final third, you know, to cut an edge. Gavin, look, looking at that that sort of lack of, of goal scoring, it's the perennial South African football issue. It's something we've we've struggled with for, for many many years. You, you, I mean, you, you saw it on Friday night, and, and you mentioned some of the positions you, your players got themselves into. What do you do between now and then? To I mean, you, you need to win games. Is there anything you can really do to to change things and, and get the players just knowing that they have to score and and, and change that skill set before the end of the season? No, you can't. You just got to keep working on the drills that you've been doing and. Keep trying to do things and try and get people in good frames of mind and blah, 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 blah. All the normal stuff in terms of football, all the throwaway lines that everybody uses. I mean, we just got to keep working on the training ground and, and try and get the, you know, try and get the, what else can you do? Unless you buy Ronaldo or Messi. I mean, that's what you've got. You just, you've got to get on with it. Would, would be nice to have. Those, those are some deep pockets you got there, Gavin. <laughs> sure, I wish. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the squad. You, you, I mean, the injuries, uh, are, are we, I mean, other than the long-term injuries, how are the guys looking who, who, who played on the weekend? Yeah, well, obviously, James Keane pretty much won't train from game to game. I'm just leaving him out. You know, he's not going to do any training. I, I mean, he was injured, so he'll come back in. Into, but, he, you know, certainly, I don't know if he can make 90. 
Uh, what else we got? I mean, we got Pagamani, obviously. He was a, he's been the biggest blow to us this season. We were flying when he was playing, flying, absolutely flying. And we would have gone, uh, you know, I think we could have really won the league. So he's out, obviously, for nine, ten months. Um, you know, Papi Sati hasn't played for four, five months. You know, Velikazi's been injured most of the year. Palembi's been injured. You know, we got, we got Tyson of Swain, our captain out for the season. You know, plays with fun. So it's been a big blow to us, you know. And we can't afford to lose five, six players like that. Yeah, absolutely. Gavin Hunt, manager, coach of... Uh Bidvest Vitz, thanks for joining us tonight. Best of luck for the remainder of the season. It's uh, going to be a tight race, I'm sure. Five more games, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to the conclusion. This is what you what you worked so hard for. Yeah, well, now's the running time. So, listen, we haven't lost, you know, and we keep going. And uh, as I said, we've done incredibly well with, this, with the squad we've got. And we've got to, you never know in football. I've been in this football a long time. Anything can happen. PSL Radio You're listening to the PSL Radio Show Second Jalo. I'm Brad Brown in for Dwayne DeLocker this evening. We've been chatting about some of the interesting results this weekend uh, and a team that just seems to be doing so well uh, this season is Mpumalanga Black Aces and uh, currently sitting fifth on the ABSA Premiership and uh, we join now by one of the young midfielders who's really starting to make a name for himself uh, within the ABSA Premiership. He's worked his way through the ranks uh, and he's gone on the score sheet once again this weekend. Tabo Nodala, Tabo, welcome onto uh, SFM. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Tabo, first up, congratulations uh, on, on uh, the weekend performance. Uh, you guys must be pretty chuffed as a, as a squad. You, you're not one of the, the superstar sides of, of South African football, like a Chiefs or a Pirates, but Chiefs, you're holding your own against the big teams. Yes, definitely, and that's aided by um, the tactical awareness and the cleverness of our coach, obviously. He knows how to compete with the so-called big teams and uh, put, a, put a forefront up for us in order to compete and be competitive on the field. So for us, it's just him helping us and obviously us giving our part in it. You, you mentioned uh, Mushin Etzegal, and it's, uh, I mean, he's been around the block. He's, he's worked here in South Africa and abroad. It must, as a young player yourself, it must be great to be able to work under someone like that. Yes, especially because what he's, what he's teaching is not only um, South African recognized or only locally broad things. It's, 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 it's international, so... When you perform for him, you know that you've got a chance of going overseas because what he's teaching you is of a global standard. Tom, let's talk about your career. And, and I mentioned you, you've, you've come through the ranks. I, I think it was last year you were playing uh, Super Disky and, and uh, obviously with the coach coming through, he's, he's brought you up. And, and just looking at, at some of the other youngsters that have came through, through with you, uh, Judas, who also got onto the score sheet uh, this past weekend, was, was also one of those guys that, that basically came up. It, it, it must be nice to, to be recognized in, in that league. You're now playing top flight football and, and you're almost paying the coach back for the faith he had in you guys. Yes, I think he put he put a lot of trust in us, um, especially with bringing in so many access and some behind the scenes, some trading that are not visible out to the media and all. But he put a lot of trust in us, youngsters, and given us a platform to shine, and given us the required time for us to build confidence over time and and play the football that he knows us to play. Um, obviously, it's great coming into the team with a few of my mates that I played with in multi choice. Being um, Audrey Motiba, Judas Messia Media, and Kevin Maxigenia, mm. which has obviously formed um, a band of brothers for me, who, who I know that are going to look after me no matter what, and they encourage me when things are bad, and normally want the best for each, of, each and every one of us. 
looking looking at Aces this season and, and what you guys have been able to achieve as a as a squad, you must be pretty proud of of what you guys have done as a team. I mentioned you're not one of the the big superstar teams, and and as it stands right now, you're sitting in fifth. You're ahead of Orlando Pirates. You're ahead of Super Sports United teams who, who on paper, I mean, theoretically have, have got better squads and there's more depth. You guys must be pretty pretty chuffed with what you've been able to achieve so far this season. Yeah, really, really chuffed, especially because um, we're working very hard, and it shows that our hard work um, is coming into detail now, and it's working out for us. We're getting the points. Um, we're getting the position we want, and again, we're in the quarterfinal of the net bank. So a lot of people would have not imagined Aces to be um, in this position at this stage. And for them, it comes as a shock. But for us, it's just, pay back. It's just, it's just paying off because of our hard work and our determination this season. Tabo, from a, a personal point of view, what, what do you want to achieve in, in your career? I mean, we're we loving watching what you're doing on the football pitch. Obviously, you're ambitious. You talk about what you're learning under, under the coach sort of opens up a, a world sort of opportunity when it comes to football. What, what are your plans? Um, personally, I just want to be the best I can be. So if Tabo is a candidate to be one of the best soccer players around, then I want to be that best soccer player around. It's not necessarily comparing myself to anyone, but just be myself and enjoy the game. Enjoy the game and make the most of it. If it means I'm going to be a representative of something greater than football, then so be it. But I want to be a, a, a bigger part than just football. Hopefully that idolizes uh, my character and people get to see more than just football in me, and I'll be proud if I achieve that. T- tell me a little bit about you. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I mean, where did it all start for you? I grew up in Guadalupe, Natal, in a town 45 minutes away from Pinamarasco called Ipopo. I grew up with my gran uh, and my mother, and then I moved to Johannesburg to do high school. Um, I first joined um, Windywood High School in grade 8, and then I moved to King Edward VII School in Houghton. Um, I was a regular soccer player. I, I played rugby most, most of the time, but... I played soccer as well until I managed to get into trials at Black Aces where I was selected and then I decided to take everything seriously. So I moved throughout the development ranks, um, started at under 19. I was 17 years old at the time. I played there for two years, then moved to the Disney team when I was 20, which was last year. And then now I signed a contract with the first team. If you weren't playing football professionally, what, what do you reckon you'd be doing, Tabo? Um, well, I was studying towards a PCOM finance degree at University of Johannesburg, so I'd pursue that, and I'd be, an, be at the back of an office someday. <laughs> pushing papers, it's much better playing football. Terrible, terrible <laughs> pushing papers, I enjoy myself. I love it. And what, what advice would you give to youngsters? I mean, you talk about Ikopo in, in, in KZN. I mean, it's a small little town. For anybody who's been there, there's not much there. And, and you've sort of, through through football, have been able to sort of realize some dreams. If, if there's a little boy sitting in, in rural KZN or wherever, rural Eastern Cape, listening to this, dreaming of being a football star, what would you tell him? Um, I'd say respect the game and respect your passion. Uh, because... While I was growing up there, I did have an ambition to play professionally, but I couldn't see it happening. But because of the passion I had for football, I never stopped playing. And without realizing anything, I got better. And over time, I managed to get to where I am now. So for them, it's just even even through the hard times where you don't see where you're going, just keep on playing. Your luck can be any day. Just keep on playing. Enjoy the game. Love the game. And if you love the game enough, if you love the game enough, it'll love you back. How proud are your, your family of you? 
Oh, I can't even explain it. I can't even explain it. Especially because I had my grand at the stadium for the first time this past weekend against Marisburg, and I managed to score and get men of the match, which he was crazy about. So it's, it's unexplainable. I'm sure you want to bring it to all your games now. Tavo, it's been great catching up. Best of luck. Uh, I think what you're doing at, at Aces is fantastic. Uh, keep up the great work. And, uh, yeah, just keep the passion, man. You, you, you're doing some great stuff, and you're going to go a long way. Well done. Thank you very much. Venture to every corner of the country you want. You have the right to freedom of heart. SAFM. Celebrating the joys of freedom. With 1,308,129 people living in Khankhala district, booming trade, energy, mining and manufacturing sectors and at least 14 bankable flagship projects in Khankhala district is open for business. The executive mayor of NDM, Councillor T.D. Nguenya, will host an investment summit targeting 150 local and international investors on April the 21st in Emalasheni, Whitbank, the Ridge Hotel from 7am to 2pm. Kindly RSVP to Dr. Jason Musyoka on 072-396-1938 or email jasonmusyoka at gmail.com or Mr. Mkosi Mavuso on 072-587-6697. The email mavusowm at gmail.com. CSL Radio Show. Radio Show. This is the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Brad Brown, in for Dwayne DeLocker this evening, and uh, we join now by Bloom Celtic coach Sarami Latuaka. Sarami, welcome onto the show. Thanks for for joining us tonight. One all draw with Amatax yesterday, late equaliser for you, salvaging a, a a point right at the death. There, you must be pretty chuffed if you snuck away with uh, with that draw. Yeah, I, I must say that uh, it's not really a complete reflection of uh, the, the match that we had yesterday. Uh, I think uh, this is the one match that we could have wrapped up in the uh, first 30 minutes of the game. I think we created three or four clear scoring chances, and uh, as usual, we were not able to convert that. But at the end of the day, uh, when Tux got their footing, they played also very well in the time that uh, they had also the opportunities. And uh, I must say, at the end of the day, um, looking at everything that happened in the game, uh, one would say the true reflection of the game because uh, I would have felt very bad if we, we, we were going to lose, uh, were to lose uh, the games against Touch after playing so well. So, I mean, it's interesting you, you mentioned Tux, and, and I think at this stage of the season, it, it might be uh, easier to play a team like, like Orlando Pirates or, or Supersport United who, who aren't vying for title honors. You look at a team like Amatax, I mean, they're fighting for their life to avoid relegation. It, it's difficult to play a team who's, who's fighting to stay alive. It's really difficult uh, because for them, it's like, it's like a cup final. It's like they're playing a cup final. And. Uh, the players will die on the field. Uh, everybody, you know, comes to the party. Everybody elevates his game. And uh, you are right in saying that it's very difficult to play those kind of games because the motivation of the players as well is not where you want it to be because you're playing against tights. But if you play against, uh, if you say, pirates, the motivation of the players will always be high and the players are looking forward to, to play for this one. 
And uh, with tax play, payers knowing that they may be out of jobs um, in the next season, they are fighting for everything. They are trying to make sure that they get all the points that are there. So, Rami, from a, a Bloom Celtic perspective, it's been a challenging season. You've had uh, you've had lots of, of upheaval uh, around the squad and, and, and with things going on on and off the pitch. Are, are you satisfied with that way, way things are going? Obviously, the, the ceremony to, to rename the stadium in, in Bloom is... Uh, I don't know if that's, if that's helped the performances and changed the mindset, but uh, how are things looking in, in Bloemfontein right now? Um, uh, you're right again in saying that... Uh we have not had uh, smooth sailing since I came here. Uh, we have been a lo- having a lot of internal problems as well as external problems. And uh, these are all the problems that impacted negatively on our performance as a team. And um, at the moment, I must say that uh, almost all the problems have been sorted out. And uh, that is why you see the team playing the way they are playing. That is why you see the effort and uh, how the players apply themselves in the field. And there's been a lot of change. You will remember that external problems, the supporters, uh, the chairman being involved in the whole thing. And uh, internally here, you know, bringing few changes into the team, a lot of changes when I arrived here. And uh, players sometimes don't take kindly to, to, to change itself. It takes them time, uh, and arriving in the middle of the season, it's never difficult, for, it's never easy for any coach to start coaching in the middle of the season. You have to be with your team in the pre-season and uh, work out things and uh, make sure that there's a proper understanding of your philosophy. And uh, uh, also the demands, the physical demands of the body, you must prepare them to be what you want, for the style of play that will be played. But unfortunately, arriving in the middle of the season, one had to make a balance between trying to make a pre-season uh, for the style of play, of play I was going to implement at Celtic. So it was quite difficult, but uh, the players are at the level where one wants them to be. But uh, we have run out of game uh, at this point in time. Yep, five left in the season. Next up uh, for Bloom Celtic in the league is Jomo Cosmos next week, Wednesday, uh, the 27th of April. Another tough one. A team who's also fighting to stay up. Salami, thank you so much for your time this evening. Best of luck in the, in the build-up to that clash and, and for the remainder of your season uh, with Bloom Celtic. Thank you so much. Uh, we will also do our best again against Cosmos. They're also fighting for our lives. And um, I think uh, we will be able to get points from Cosmos. CSL Radio Show. And that's it for the PSL Radio Show Second Jalo More sport tomorrow morning on AM Live Up next it is uh, the talk shop From myself Brad Brown and my producer Siobhan Chetty Have yourself a great evening I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon Right now it is 7 o'clock in time for your news